Oh man. <laughs> By the way, Charlie Chaplin really did feel that way. I'm sure he did. In I real bet life, he no, did. In re- in real, but I'm saying even before we knew the full extent, like I'm talking about mid thirties before yeah. World War II, he was like, Oh man, this guy totally co opted. It's like if somebody got if somebody horrific started rocking the Gumby. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Besides Gumby kid was, or play. Oh man, <laughs> imagine Isaac Hayes at a Bulls game. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh man, you, you try to be like Mike. He's like, no, no. I, I'm Black Moses. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is the Inconsistent Podcast with Rob Hayes. I'm here joined by the One Song Podcast. One Song Boys in the Building, OSB. Nice. New theme song right there, too. I prefer that. You know this song, right? No, with the beep, 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 that remix. We gotta oh. use that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I do not know this. This is Jackson 5? This is Jackson 5. I don't Jackson know this five. one. And this is a song that Biggie famously... Well, I guess Biggie didn't technically sample it. Biggie didn't technically sample it. Who, who produced that track? Do we know? One of the hitmen, right? It had to be, right? Right. Okay, I'm sure the internet will connect. Is it a Diddy thing? <laughs> yes, yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, um, it's the remix to uh, All About the Benjamins when the Biggie verse starts. It goes to uh, a sample of that Jackson 5 song. Got it, got yeah. it. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was the first time I heard it. And then when I finally heard the Jackson 5 song, I was like, oh, snap. Like I, did, I, I, I heard the Biggie version first. Right. Yeah. No, me too, me too. Uh, there was this blog, Two Dope Boys. And oh, then yeah. They had the, the Mecca Soul Mix show. And then from that, I would just, yeah, find out who mm-hmm. samples were from. And he, they would just post the Two song. Two Dope Boys used to have a lot of power with that blog. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. A lot of power. Yeah. <laughs> I used to love Two Dope Boys. But is that where you got a lot of your samples? Because I'll, I'll tell you, to this day, uh, DJ Who Kid... Mm-hmm. On, and I'm not just saying it because he's in the Sirius XM family. DJ Who Kid will still pl- will still play like a set, and I'll hear a song. I'll be like, "Oh, I, why wasn't I even looking for that sample? I didn't even know that was a sample." You know what I mean? Right, like, right. There's still people who can who can surprise you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Diallo Luxury, you guys have a podcast. It's all about music, about one song. You you guys met at a birthday party. <laughs> Okay, so yeah. Uh, first off, thanks for having us, Rob. Yeah, and thanks me for and coming. Rob. Dan Rob work here. on a lot of a lot of hours of TV that oh, we won't mm-hmm. mention by name, but like you know, <laughs> he's and we're both from Atlanta, Georgia, yep. and we both went to the same high school. No way, yeah. we went to the same high school. Yeah. Did you know about each other or different different eras? Different eras. Different I think eras. that I was. Okay. Yeah. I think we didn't have iPads when I was there. Okay, but was think, he, we was... didn't have iPads when I was there. Either. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think but we, we were... had Internet Explorer. <laughs> I think we had we had candlelight when I was there. We had candlelight. Okay. Was, was he like a legend when he left? Like, did you know about him? Or Man, no? I hadn't done anything yet. There oh, were okay. there <laughs> were some other people in Diallo's class that were pretty legendary. Who, who else in my class? Like who else was uh, legendary. CeeLo? Oh yeah. Well, he was a year older than me. <laughs> okay. He was, All right. he was a year well, above the, me. Yeah. The class yeah. after Diallo's really shine. Yeah. Uh, I would... <laughs> Goody, Goody Mob and a guy named Brian Hooker were the only people who were who were real famous. But that's not actually true because Chili went to Chili, our school. Yes. Chili from TLC. Okay. Rosanda, who had to had to adopt a C nickname in order for TLC <laughs> to work. TLC to work. That's yeah. right. That's right. Did you like know interact with or have any stories about like Goody Mob or like you know, Oh, with Goody Mob, absolutely. I, yeah. I I got a lot of good <laughs> I got a lot of Goody Mob stories. Um 
But, you know, I, I miss that Atlanta because that is the Atlanta that, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of a different city now. But, like, that was yeah. the Atlanta where people were generally, I know that there was beef between Jeezy and Gucci. Uh, you know, there's professional beef, you know, in the whole T.I. Ludacris era. But, like, mm-hmm. overall, like, pretty much everybody supported everybody else. And I think that has a lot to do with the fact that Outcast and Goody Mob and the whole Dungeon family, shout out to Rico and, and, and Sleepy and them, all, all them cats, like... <laughs> I, I really do feel like that everybody was supportive and happy to see, you know, our, especially Zone 4. I feel like Zone yeah. 4 was very cohesive. That's where we're from, Southwest mm-hmm. Atlanta. Southwest Atlanta, too strong. I, I don't want to take up any oxygen. It occurs to me. <laughs> Sorry, guys. There's like a there's a, there's a a spaceship building factory <laughs> next door. Um <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm no, no, no. Sorry. I love this. I love this. I feel like, you know... Um, Luxury and I did meet at a birthday party uh, from through a mutual friend, and that was it. Like it was just like, "Hey, what's up? Nice to meet you." Uh, during the pandemic, I started watching his TikTok videos because he was breaking down all these songs from you know Stevie Wonder to uh, you know Britney Spears artists. I, some artists I loved, and some artists I didn't even care about. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, he was playing the stems, the individual pieces of each song. And I would just hit him up being like, oh, hey, I actually know a little bit about that, too, that you may not know for your next video. And we would intend on talking for five minutes, but it ended up, we would end up talking for like 60 okay. minutes. Okay. So a, a whole friendship. podcast uh, already. Exactly. And we are like, we got to save these. Form. He's selling yeah. to someone. Yeah. No. yeah. It was, that, it was that stereotypical thing where it was like, why are we wasting hours of our lives when we could be recording it and wasting mm-hmm. hours of everybody else's lives? <laughs> um, but just to sum up that story, uh, at one point I did an episode of a Snoop Dogg show. And uh, Kevin Hart's people were there, and they were like, hey, we want to do uh, a podcast. You seem like somebody who's got some, you know, like the South, you got something to say. Yeah. And I was like, well, you know, instead of these influencers that you're thinking about and, and professional podcasters, I was like, yo, let me let me introduce you to this guy named Luxury. I think he's really funny and smart, and, you know, he's got his big following on TikTok. Check him out. They checked him out. They loved him. And, you know, now we got a podcast. That's Here we fire. are. That's our story. And, and luxury. How yeah. did you get your hand on these stems? Like, right. are you are you in the recording studio in the shadows stealing <laughs> files? No, but I are know you, the guys who are. Are you like the you know? Is your like, middle name Discord Napster? With, like... I'm on the Discord with those guys. No, I mean I'm, I'm a music producer songwriter. I, okay. I came to L.A. because I have a project called Luxury. That's just been that's just my music project. Yeah, it's sort of disco funk, whatever. Kind of channeled through like post punk. So it's like the Clash version of funk. More okay. than it is the Barry White version, uh, you know. And so I was making music, and I started to collect stems because I had a friend who brought some over one day because I was remixing a song from my buddy, and uh, he's like, he brought, he just came over one day. He's like, I think, I think you might like these, and it was, I'll never forget the first batch because he gave me "Staying Alive" by the Bee Gees, wow. "Side Two of Sergeant Pepper," Bob Marley tune, <laughs> and one more. Oh, uh, "Under Pressure." So we got the without first the ting. Without the with, without the what? You know, like the vanilla ice version. There's a little ting in there. <laughs> there's an extra ding. Dun 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 dun. Yeah, it's an extra yeah, dun. Yeah. I think t- in musicology terms, we call that a dun. Okay, it's an extra dun. dun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's the I got all those. And the first time you listen to all this stuff, and it's just like you're only hearing the isolated vocals, you're only hearing the isolated drums, bass, whatever it is. And you've heard these songs a bajillion times. You never need to hear "Under Pressure" again. You know, if you've been hearing it for forty years, like I have. But the first time you hear it, like just the acapella, and you can really picture like yeah. Freddie here and David there. You can really mm, that yeah. mental if, picture if you can isolate in your mind. Freddie yeah. Mercury's vocals. Yeah, 
and just like blast them, them blast them joints in a in a headphone. It's it's just a different thing. You're like, this is a once in a lifetime. It's like you're voice. in the room wow. the day it happened. Like that's the magic of it. So that got me hooked, and I just started collecting them. And then I was like, well, I want to do something with them. So I started making edits, kind of like old school style remixes, where I would keep the existing parts, but just let them breathe. Because in the old days, the first remixes were just longer versions of the song, right. and mm -hmm. you'd have long sections with just the drums and bass, and then they kind of throw in the keyboards that start. You know, these days, so many remixes are like a completely different song with yeah. the original vocal. Yeah. I like both, by the way. I like both, and both can work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I just hadn't heard that type of remix in a while, especially since I had this magic trick, really, of being able to bring out stuff you had never heard in the original before. So that, to me, was the real twist. Like, no one has ever noticed that there's this crazy, sick funk bass line in the foreigner song urgent like who knew mm. like I, I just i was like my little archaeology dig i was like this this needs to be brought up to the top this is insane yeah, yeah. so 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 you know long answer short this man's on the dark web okay <laughs> but you the know, good okay. dark web he's on the silk good road dark web. it's not it's not yeah. silk, that guy went to jail or got killed something bad happened to that silk road dude like oh, I'm, I'm really I'm, bad none of, none of my information is backed up <laughs> this is not a factual thing this is just fun speculation Cool, cool. So, okay, I will ask you both, what's one song, if you never had to hear again, you would be <laughs> happy? Dang. Like, 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 it's just been played so I just gotta, much. I gotta, I gotta throw something under the bus, huh? Not, not under the bus, just, just you Because it's always my luck. Anytime I go on the record. Exist. <laughs> it's not one's gotta go. Just like, say, you know, everyone yeah. else hears it. It's a silent mm. party for you. Just go okay. old. Someone yeah. definitely like well, Al it's Jolson just, or someone's it's safe. It's just you know? deleted like, from your. We existence. will not talk about Al Jolson no, today. No. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's um, Al Jolson? <laughs> exactly. Okay. Al Jolson is like weirdly oh, we kind know. of the most popular per, like entertainer of the first half of the twentieth century, and completely forgotten about after nineteen fifty-one. He was the first white black guy. To, he was the oh. first white guy to do something black, and and all the white people were like, "Hooray!" <laughs> um, damn. We Let's don't see. really talk about the first half of the. Yeah, of the we don't talk about 1949. We're not interested. You know, By the way, on our podcast, everything before White Christmas, we really don't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bing Crosby. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You want to go first? What's the song that you? I never mean, the need obvious one again? for me is like it's you know part of my you know myth, myth making uh, mm -hmm. backstory is you know I'm not the biggest. Eagles fan, Hotel California. Okay. <laughs> no okay. one needs to really hear that. Mm -hmm. And this this plays into my story because I did a remix of that because I was like, I'm going to do something where a song nobody would ever play at a cool club will play it. So I took Hotel California and I turned Don Henley into like, put a robot voice on a vocoder style. Like Roger, you know, Roger Troutman is mm -hmm, not vocoder, mm -hmm. but like that idea. Yeah. So take, make it sound cool. And I slowed the beat down and I took out all the garbage in the middle and that actually kind of worked. It kind of got me a name in, in DJ circles. But the reason I did that, because I never needed, no one ever needs to hear that song ever again in its okay. original form. That's okay. my answer. Yeah. <sighs> song no, that, no, song that goes thinking. away forever. Or, it's a or, tough I one. or I don't need to hear it. It again. just goes away for you. Yeah, yeah. Everybody uh, yeah, else yeah, yeah. could hear it, and you're <laughs> yeah. just like, oh, that song must be playing. Because I don't, I don't I'm not going to lie, man. Right there are a lot of songs that qualify. As, <laughs> no, seriously, there are a lot of songs. I think they're actually yeah. really good songs. I've just heard them too many times in my life. Right. Does There's that make certain sense? songs that I can't go up for. And like, I would ha it'd have to Throw be it like out there. an alien 
that had never heard music before, then uh-huh. I'd be like, all right, I'll turn yeah. up this last time, yeah. you know, uh, or, or yeah, someone who never like heard music around people. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, this is my first time, you know, like, like a mannequin coming into life <laughs> type of situation, you know, like uh, an alien or a mannequin coming to life. Yeah, you Like know? the movie like, mannequin, you would yes. play this song. Right, 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 right. If this song came on and this person <laughs> started going up, you know, like I feel like what my generation has done to the uh, Fe- Frankie Beverly and May song before, before I, let I let go. go. Is that it's on the like, list? It's it's like one of those things where it's like you know, there's mm. so many other old songs that we could. There's so go many up other songs by that artist that could signify yeah. Yeah. like having a good time and listening to older music that are timeless that wow. we ignore, <laughs> and it's almost become a thing where like people are going up for nostalgia for the nostalgia Mm. like remember that other time that they played this in an old school mix and we had a good time you know but alien mannequin come to life they're like oh man you give it one last (laughs) i'm like yeah let's do another round yeah yeah. interesting i mean what about the beyonce version though the the beyonce version didn't help (laughs) <laughs> it did not, it did not help, and I love Beyonce. Shout out to Beyonce. Yeah, we're not, a, we're not doing. I'm, I'm still wearing silver. Right, I'm still wearing silver. <laughs> <laughs> I had a blast at Renaissance, but also like she cares. Uh huh. She doesn't have to care like she does. She could have just did one song after. She's mixing and mashing oh up God. songs. She's, Absolutely. She's pulling her stems out and and, <laughs> yeah. put, and putting different stuff together. Like, I was like, oh, she's avoiding the hard part of uh, <laughs> Plastic Off the Sofa. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Sing this yeah. medley. I don't even care. Yeah. Then she comes back. Does the hard part? I'm like, oh, I thought she was running away from that. She just like she's yo. just making it interesting because they heard it the regular way. Mm-hmm. We were talking mm-hmm. about that because we did a Beyonce episode, which hasn't come out yet. We were just talking about the exact same thing you just said. How she like for the live stuff, mm-hmm. the way she mixes it up and the way she kind of adds little little interpolations, little moments from a JC's. I think when she did like there was a Jackson Five moment, right? And at first I was like, oh, it's I want you back, but then it's like then it was the Jay Z verse. I think like I don't know if I missed her that at the show at Renaissance. Didn't well, you went, you went on her birthday. You went on Monday. Oh, uh, different, uh, yeah. different salads. I'm not rich like that. I had to go on. I had to sell for Friday night. Was Friday less <laughs> expensive? I, I didn't when, know this. When I they, when they, when they had, when they had, had mic, no when they had microphone problems for Lil Wayne. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lil Wayne couldn't even really get them before. They had microphone problems for Diana Ross. Because I went in Vegas. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that still counts. <laughs> yeah, there was there was one celebrity at at, uh, at our show, Winnie Harlow. And the, yeah, there you go. Everybody, everybody <laughs> was watching Winnie Harlow leave. Yeah, wow. Yeah. No, um, yeah, the night I went, they they had Roddy Rich. He had some earpiece problems. They had uh, they had Wiz Khalifa. I think you know. He, Wayne. I heard he did, he did Young Wild and Free, and the crowd. It went nuts. <laughs> but then I heard he did See You Again. Yes. And then the crowd was just like, yo, we're here to party, man. Like, <laughs> we're not here to be yeah. sad. <laughs> no, we're not true. wearing silver because we love the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> That's actually really good. No, and then Wayne got out there and the crowd went crazy. Okay. The crowd went absolutely crazy. I bet. And it was really sad because the, the the whoever was in charge of the sound, like I guess he couldn't hear himself or something. So he's not rapping; he's just standing on stage smiling. And then, like you could tell, like they had certain moments planned in the track 
because out of nowhere you just hear his voice, even though his lips were moving, you hear his voice go, Yeah. <laughs> You're like, wait a second. Oh, there's drops. <laughs> there were drops. There were drops in the track. Yeah. And I just felt like and Wayne was just like, I he said something like I'm very sorry. I'll see y'all next time. And he like walked off stage. That was the only part you could hear was him apologizing. Oh, yeah, because that was when he finally got the mic into the mic. That was when he talked into the mic. So oh, it was yeah. just um, listen, <laughs> listen. Before I let go, you know, I'm I'm a big hater when it comes to the song "Sweet Home Alabama." Not only is it played okay. out, but you can look out for that song. Uh, you can you can read the Wikipedia. Like it's a response to Neil Young did a song called "Southern Man." That was calling out Alabama for being, you know, for having racist. a racist governor, yeah. and then they did "Sweet Home Alabama" as a way of like just saying, "Hey, shut up! We're Neil proud Young. to be racist. <laughs> Leave us alone with our yeah. racism." Yeah. So, so you gonna play it? <laughs> oh wait, I just I'm saying that that's that's the Never song again. I don't need to hear. Never again. Oh my, <laughs> like, my bad. Oh no, it's it's an attack interview. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize there'd be gotcha Damn. questions like that. I didn't know gotcha. They're gonna be gotcha questions. No, so that's no, probably no gotcha. Mine. No gotcha. <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of the of the one song. I really, Thank really you. like what you guys are doing, and I like <laughs> like that the riffs and stuff and conversations that come out of it. It reminds me of when I worked uh, for Diallo on on Sherman. No, nah, man, you worked with me, and let me just say, man, <laughs> no, for real. I know exactly. You know, when we were in that room on in that writers' room, like we had so much fun just. Like, I, I would say our best ideas came from us just sitting in the room talking music. Talking about music. You know? and, and and I noticed that you have such an eclectic taste. You could kind of speak everybody in the room's <laughs> music language. You know? I, I, I feel like, you know, music, I think, I, I, I will say this. Kevin Hart, when he said, y'all can do this podcast, one of the things he said was, like, I love music because I feel like music brings people together. It's one of the first things I end up talking to people about because you can learn a lot about a person from the kind of music they're into. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, whether they wear it on their sleeve or on a T-shirt, or it's not obvious at all. It tells you a lot about how like they digest the world. So yeah, I mean, like one of the things I'm excited about when I met Luxury, we were really into like Daft Punk, a lot of electronic music, a lot of that kind of stuff. When I met you, I felt like you were an encyclopedia for like R&B. You know, just everything for the 90s forward and you know about some stuff that i don't know you know which always gets me excited i like knowing not knowing stuff i'm always caught in a little wormhole i'm always <laughs> like like digging for stuff and i and i i think that's what i appreciate about what y'all do is that you know it's like oh the fellow diggers you know you yeah, guys yeah. are talking about not just the the release <laughs> he said diggers y'all he said diggers yeah I, they, they know it's not that know. kind of podcast yeah yeah I mean sometimes but yeah, yeah not yeah, today not... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know like like y'all talk about you know the the artwork for the single yeah. y'all talk about you know who who wrote for it what the rollout was like you know what what you felt like the first time you saw it like it's you know it's it's everything outside of just oh here's some info about this song no seriously it's, it's it's music nerddom and if you if you come across some fellow music nerds you can just have a whole lot of fun so mm-hmm. yeah we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about that first amy winehouse single <laughs> and how she appeared on that cover <laughs> looking like she had dreadlocks and they browned up her skin it was like that famous it was like that infamous newsweek cover with oj where they made him look yeah. real dark skin <laughs> they made amy Look, you know, she looked like a Nubian princess. And then, of course, you know, <laughs> once they, once we found out the truth, we still loved her. By the way, going back to what we were saying about the stems, when you hear Amy's vocals, you know, with nothing on them, literally nothing on them, 
Amy Winehouse's vocals will give you chills. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's crazy. Her, Freddie Mercury, uh, Stevie Wonder. He's doing riffs on riffs. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. amazing. There are some other artists. You know, I'll go there. Like there's some other artists, Britney Spears on um on Toxic, where when you strip out all the background singers, there's almost no vocals there. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> okay, we had such a hard crazy. time. We had a hard time at the end of that finding yeah. a way to like not make it sound like we were slamming Britney and we're, Spears. And we're not because I will say the la- the yeah. last little part that Britney added on there. It's, it's that, important. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> it's but, like that little bit of spice, <laughs> right? But without it, even say tox, you need that spice. It. That's crazy. Yeah, you need that spice, but it is—it's just tox. A small without her, it is a small part of the whole of the song, though. To be to be clear, it's not so, the whole thing. Like when when you have a song like that, that's like like a pop song from yeah. that era. A lot yeah. of stacking. Yeah. So you have each individual. Yes. Oh my god, joint. that one was a nightmare for me to to prep in particular because. A lot of times we'll have kind of like the bass line. Maybe mm-hmm. the drums are like the kick, the snare, the overheads, and whatever it is. That one, I had to go through 300 files. Ooh, 300 I've, layers. I've still never heard everything <laughs> that I have, which which I'll go back someday when I have more time, when we do the, you know, the, the, the season-long version of the Toxic Pod episode we did, because <laughs> there's so much... There's take after take after take. Yes. There's like little ideas they tried and like, no, let's not do that. Like the baseline, mm-hmm. they it's got that kind of wet, disgusting, kind of like awesome, disgusting, wet, funky sound on top of it. Well, I've got like a version without that where they tried different ideas. There's 300 things to listen to. So it took wow. a while to like narrow it and down. And it's all like polished to within an inch right. of its life. That's I mean, right. like there were about four four female voices on that song. Really? Yeah. Like there are a lot of female voices on that song. And it's not necessarily Britney's that forms like the 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 heft of what you're hearing every word. So like, wow. So on our podcast, we can break. We can be like, oh, this woman, her name is Emma, yeah. <laughs> you know, and this yeah. is her part. And you're like, that's not the Britney part. No, that's not. And this is not even to like. This is not to like pull back the curtain. We're not. We're not actually even taking an adversarial approach to this. It's more about like. These are how your different songs come together, and some of it might surprise you. For example, we just did an episode about Prince Let's Go Crazy. Okay. And one of my favorite artists of all time, it was interesting to me, and, and it was Luxury who put me onto this, like by playing me the stems, it's not all perfectly lined up the way that Britney track is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, in fact, it's kind of like rough and rugged in part because Prince is playing so many instruments. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. And he, you, uh, the vibe I get is that not only is this a man who listens to, you know, a lot of rock and punk and he wants it to have sort of like that, that uh, lo-fi sound, but it's also like, I feel like he's a, he's an artist who gets into the moment. Mm-hmm. So it's not always going to line up perfectly. You know what I'm saying? So mm. when like you listen to his vocals, like that thing is peaking, you know, like the people yeah, yeah. who know audio and stuff, like he's yeah. in the red. Like he's very yeah. much in the red, even especially when he gets to take me away. Like, but that, that's you know, a really he's, important he's part of the show it. for me as a producer and, and songwriter myself is to educate people like on both sides of the of the you know studios, as it were, both listeners but also music makers. Mm-hmm. That this pursuit of perfection and the pursuit of like cleanliness in the recording, all this is really it's overrated, yeah. and you can really go down a rabbit hole of thinking you need to learn all the rules and obey all the rules. The fact of the matter is, so much of the best, most famous, iconic music has clean. And it has mistakes in it. It has, has mistakes little per- in it. One of my favorite iconic tracks that has mistakes in it is Big Tuck's Not a Stain on Me. So okay. many mistakes. So many mistakes in that song. And I would put it in the pantheon of great tracks that not enough people know. 
Big Tuck's not a stain on me. Yeah. What's cracking? You already know who it is. Your boy, Big Tuck. Freight train tuck. <laughs> swag school is nine sesh. Yeah, I, lo I love when there's a lot of nicknames. Here. I got this. Get money. We go get money. Them boy fresh, okay. So Beastie Boys in there. Got a Beastie Boy sample in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, good call. I hear that. Get money. Get money. I like I like artists. I like an artist like Big Tuck who's not afraid to talk mm -hmm. over the first 30 seconds of the track. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> that that's music. one of my favorite things in rap is just when they get to talking. You know who's underrated as a talker Who? on a song? Birdman. Yeah, I can see that. Birdman, because it's like he's bragged about so much. <laughs> but yeah, he's able to just like, hey, if you need 30 seconds, I'll curse someone out <laughs> who's not involved with this record at all. <laughs> you know, I, I would, hey, I got these boys iced up enough. You know, like I, I'm working to get everybody a chain. Everybody's got a chain, you know? By the way, uh, one of the hardest things about bringing it, um, uh, Hood Rich. Is that the track by mm -hmm, Big Timers? Mm -hmm. Is is the talking for some reason? It's it's a, it's actually kind of a hard song as a DJ to mix in because of the talking at the top. Right. Let's. <laughs> What's up, Fresh? It's our turn. So wait, as a DJ, as that, a DJ, that's problematic. Yes, when you when you come in right on the on the first note, mm -hmm. that's a hard. That's What's that up? you know, because it it doesn't even give you like a cat 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 eight up. Like no, it just comes yeah. right in. So and you so, gotta almost like punch. Yeah, it you just to gotta zero. That's, that's what we. I, I, there's uh there are many names for it. I used to personally call it like a, a smash and go. Okay. You know, because okay. like you just had to like bring that track in like, you know, like, gotcha. and you just had to hope that the levels were about right and all that mm, kind of stuff. You know, mm. we, we talk about that on the show with uh, Mo Money, Mo Problems, like that little Lissando at the beginning, like that. Like, you can't, it's, it's, it makes it hard to mix in. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Pharrell figured it out. He always gave you like a, and yo's that you know like he always gave you like that little mm -hmm, count in that, mm -hmm. that always helped out a lot i got you luxury do you dj as well i do you know what this man though is a like such a professional we have a night together with our buddy daisy the three of us and the two of them these are hardcore professional like many years of experience i'm always learning from oh, what dope. from their experience so my djing comes from my being a maker of edits and music so like mm -hmm. when i dj it's like i'm usually playing a, good DJ. a lot of my own stuff 
but like I don't have the skills to go down to what he was just describing. It's like I have not learned how to properly mix in something that does not want to be mixed in easily. <laughs> yeah. I gotta stop the first one and start the next one. You know, there's you put or you put a little reverb on the first thing or you mix it in with some delay. I have all these fancy things to do, but nothing that it's quite as clean as what Diallo knows how to do. No, I, I feel that. Like yeah. I feel like I would be the type that'd be like, you know, Prince. You put mistakes and let's go crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, sometimes mistakes are good. you got to do, you, you know? know you got to educate the people. Mistakes make the DJ set better. Try mm. try and try and blend, like, you know, because the 70s are the worst. Like, try and blend, like, Sly or... Oh, anything Earth, with live Earth, drums. Forget about Earth, it. Earth, Wind, and Fire yeah. in with the Brothers Johnson. That's, that's, that's tricky stuff. <laughs> that's tricky stuff. Yeah, but, and, you know, back in those days, they, they were mixing it by, you know... Putting the volume up, oh, and yeah. the volume, you know, they, or they which, would look at the label, like exactly on the label where it would come in. They would see, you know, it's right here where it comes in. Like that's oh, an old yeah, school way to yeah, do it. Yeah, like Cool Herc and like you know Merry Go Round. Like that's but, how you know, they that, did. that actually still works. And I always respect DJs who actually don't have to. Like I notice almost every West Coast DJ uh, will make perfect blends. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of West Coast. What I'm saying when I go to West Coast parties, mm-hmm. West Coast DJs usually do perfect blends whereas a lot of if you go to a New York party the DJ will be playing something and then all the music come out Yo, where 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 in Brooklyn now? Where are all my Brooklyn people at? Uh, where yeah. are all my Brooklyn people? And then like he goes to the next song. Like West Coast DJs don't really do that. That's another technique. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, talk so, in like, between. Talk <laughs> yeah. in between, or just like a just a you know bring in the next beat and not don't even try and blend it. Yeah. Atlanta does a lot of that too. Sometimes you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. You know because it can get monotonous if you don't. If you're trying to blend everything, because at some point, like people got to switch it up, you know, they might be trying yeah, to dance with somebody. Yeah. And and I feel like you know I don't think DJs always get credit for crowd control, but sometimes you know if you get it too turned, <laughs> it's almost like a, a problem. You know, <laughs> you need to throw in a monkey wrench to get people to be like, you know, what? I need a drink, <laughs> you know, or else the you bar's clear the upset. Floor. You gotta clear I've, the floor. Sometimes. I've seen nights where DJ they've gone so hard mm-hmm. that the bar's been like, nobody's buying the drink. <laughs> yeah, having yeah, fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stop making them have fun the right. whole night. That's not what you're here for, DJ. You're here to make them drink, <laughs> right? Not dance, yeah. dancing a second. Yeah. I'm, old, I'm old enough to remember. <laughs> I'm old enough to remember. Uh, I, one of the first times I was, I went to a club. Uh, the DJ put on "Tear the Club Up," and, oh, the, yeah. and the owner, the owner yeah. was like, "You can't play this song." <laughs> like it was the most banned song in the South because, <laughs> and I thought it was brilliant. It was like, you know, like I always feel like baby boomers are always like, "The Who has the most brilliant band name of all time." Because it's like, what's what's the name of the band? The Who, <laughs> the band, the Who. Like to me, "Tear the Club Up" is. Is the hip hop equivalent of that? Because the you're of rap. in the club, <laughs> they're telling you yeah. to tear the club up. Yeah. I thought it was the most subversive track, <laughs> one of the most subversive tracks of all time. Also, this song, according to DJ Paul, there was a uh, a club that they had a dispute. They they weren't getting paid. Oh damn! And so then they That's came back the and chant. they were like, "Tear the club." Up. <laughs> What do you mean we're not getting paid? Yeah, I was I was playing little league baseball when this came out, and <laughs> big hit in the dugout. <laughs> Shout out to Diallo throwing his own water, not sacrificing well, one of our that, waters yeah. for you the know, bit. You invested really a lot of that. you invested a lot of time <laughs> and. and <laughs> In money into the studio. I don't really want to tear this club up, but uh, but That's I had to. The power I, I had of to, that song. I had to put you in 1997, right? Right. <laughs> when that was when that was a thing. 
One time I was dancing in the club and uh, it was during A3C and DJ Paul walks in the club wow. and he sees me and he's like, hey man, what the hell y'all brung me to? I guess I was dancing too hard for him. <laughs> why, why did he single you out like that? I mean, like, it was, I, I, I was You were just jamming. having fun. Yeah, I was having, you were having fun. fun. But I don't think How old he were you was, at the time? Oh, I was in my 20s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I, th- I don't think he was ready for just a sweaty dude by the door <laughs> jamming, you know? That's that's sexism because I guarantee you, if you had been a girl you had been like alright like, I'm, I'm with it yeah. I'm with it but it was yeah. a dude <laughs> hey man I, I feel like we should do a whole episode about just experiences in, in Atlanta clubs because there's so much to talk about I'll never forget the first time I ever heard Master P okay. I was standing outside of Club Excess mm-hmm. in Decatur um, and there was a car driving by and it was blasted I, I don't even think it was Ice Cream Man I think it was something before that but mm. all I remember, everybody in line knew every single song. I, I, wow. I knew every single lyric to this song. And I looked at the person in front of me. I was like, what is that? Hey, hey you ain't up on... Yeah. <laughs> I try to remember <laughs> what he said to me exactly because it was funny. But it was something like, all right, little monster, you don't you know about that. That That's that Master P right there. That's from, <laughs> that's from New Orleans right there. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking like, Master P, what is, what is this about? Right. And then, of course, I bought all the Master P CDs for the next couple of years because... Master P, without any radio play, just took over everybody's car with a CD player. In it. The back of a No Limit CD would have all the other coming yes, soon CDs. It's like soon. the back of a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> or, like a, or like a movie trailer like, or something yeah, like that. It, yeah. it said like, hey, you might have just bought me an X, but Skullduggery coming mm-hmm. next month. <laughs> For sure. It was random. I mean, like just some of the best southern music before it got really commercialized but yeah, yeah. i will say and this is just being truthful like he got away with murder lyrically yeah master p got away with murder. oh yeah like my, to me the, the the telltale lyric is um i forget which song it is but he was like i got to make money and if i die in this game i guess that wouldn't be funny oh, boy. <laughs> I was like, he got away with that. I mean, he would he would take songs like like "Dumb Girl" by uh, Run DMC, Run DMC, and turn it into "Thug Girl." You know, it's like which it's is like, an interpolation. Yeah. It's like almost a parody. With like a clavinet in it, yeah. Oh. No, can I just say real quick? This uh, luxury is the king of interpolation, and one okay. of the examples that. I always use when I talk about interpolation is uh, how he took Summer Breeze and he made it smoking weed. So it's smoking weed makes me feel high. Because all I got is chronic on my mind. That's the one. Wow. Perfect interpolation. But it's interpolation. And you you speak about interpolation on on TikTok all the time. Yeah, that's kind of my thing. I do uh, these TikTok little videos about song sources and uh, the difference. A lot of times, I mean, early on it was explaining this is a sample. This is not a sample. It's an interpolation, as geologists expressed. It's not the actual (laughs) recording reused in the new track it's the idea or the melody that's been you know the lyrics have been changed and they re-sing it so that's the main Mm -hmm. thing but that idea i think is really like it's not that it's new to many people but it's a word that gives 
like a word to something they already knew existed, but it's like, oh, I can I can put my head, I can put my hat down here and call I know what this is called now. Yeah. I have a word for this. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people just use the word sample for everything. Mm-hmm. And there's a big difference and between I, a sample I, and interpolation. I think I used the word sample yeah. for everything until I looked at the because I used to read the liner notes back when you Yeah, used to, I was just thinking the first time I saw interpolation yeah, it was in liner was notes. The liner me. notes for Jay Z's unplugged. Oh, yeah. Because they really? had to interpolate everything because oh, the band's right. doing it. Because oh, yeah, yeah, Quest yeah, yeah. Love loves interpolating during concerts. Right. And I was like, oh, they trying to be smart. Like, they just put a big <laughs> word in there. They mean sample. You know, okay. MTV yeah. all fancy. Interpolate. <laughs> but I feel yeah. like I feel like the people who really put interpolation in hip-hop on the map is Death Row. Because I feel like the East Coast mm-hmm. would sample. You know, DJ yeah. Premier, he's sampling. Pete Rock is sampling. I always got the sense Suge was like, man, just get your cousin to sing the hook. And right. so it'd be like, people out here jealous because they be messing with Death Row. Because mm-hmm. I had the, the the clean CD, oh, I just you know, <laughs> I had all eyes on me. The not explicit, the, the C. Dolores Tucker approved version. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, there's so many interpolations. But also, they get to change stuff and get to make stuff slightly different in in mm-hmm. theirs. You yeah, know? and you save money. It's like half. It costs about half as much. You know, to interpolate, and you and don't that have was to like music to Master P's ears. Yeah, and you didn't have to get. He had eighteen more albums to right. put out that month. <laughs> he, had a, he had a time crunch; it's just faster to get all the approvals. He did have a time crunch. One of my favorite Master P interludes. It starts off with somebody picking up a phone and say hello, and this P's voice. He's like, "Y'all in the studio?" And I told my friend, "That's how P was. P was mm-hmm. always making sure somebody was in that studio. <laughs> somebody better be in somebody the studio, twenty four seven. The yeah, Silt the shocker. I own twenty four seven. Somebody better beats by C- the pound. Mer- Shout out to them because they had to make all those they beats. Had, they had to oh, make twenty six track beats. albums. Someone was on the three AM shift. And that, was, yeah. that wasn't counting the hidden tracks because this is the CD era. So mm-hmm. there might be hidden tracks after that last track that are like thirty yeah. minutes in. You know, like, I always wondered did they have like a writing staff to come up with the with the jokey interludes? Like where they like, hey, who's gonna write the uh, girl giving head in studio skit? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's why they were so cool with comedians. I think that's why yeah. they, they made like Foolish and they had, that's you right. know, uh, uh, Eddie Griffin. Eddie, and, Eddie Griffin, yeah. And, you know, they I had was always convinced AJ Eddie Johnson. Probably, and, Eddie probably introduced like Snoop and all them mm-hmm, together. It had to mm-hmm, be because it's mm-hmm. like a small world like that. Yeah. I saw Eddie Griffin. Is he in Honey? He's in the Honey video. So he was West Coast and East Coast as he far was, as. Yeah, he was, he was like Raekwon. Raekwon was showing up in MC8 videos mm-hmm. and, of course, on the East Coast. You know, it was, it was heady days, man. It's hilarious yeah. now when you look back. Because we hadn't, I heard somebody else say, it was maybe, um, who was talking about that? Somebody online was talking about we hadn't lost anybody yet. So, you know, but, uh, oh, I know who it was. Um Damn, I'm, I'm not going to remember. You can cut all this. All right. But he was saying <laughs> he was saying that one of the reasons why he thought after he heard Hit Him Up, it was on Michael Rappaport's show. He was like, after he heard Hit Him Up, he's like, oh, someone's going to die. You know? He's oh, like, man. But anyway, this, this, this is sad. Let's, let's get this. <laughs> An interpolation of Dennis Edwards. Uh, luxury, where are you from originally? <laughs> Don't go any further? <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. Oh, you're right. It is, actually. I just heard that in my head. Yeah. Good mm-hmm. call. That baseline, right. and then it gets used for um, what is that? Mar? No, sorry, the there's the Mars track, but I'm getting confused with the what's the what? Ofra has a there's an Eric B and Rakim track, 
that uses that. Oh, paid in full. Paid in, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Tip of my tongue. That's got the same bass line too, right? Don't, 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 don't. I don't know if that's an that interpolation. This is an officially a 50 years of hip hop. <laughs> I know. Episode. That was 40 years ago. It's crazy. <laughs> 35. Um, I'm from San Francisco, the Bay Area. Okay. Yep. Okay. All Just right. Just up the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said came to L.A., and then I was like, I don't think I ever established. Yeah, I came, came to L.A. in 07, 08 for a publishing deal, which meant I was, like, trying to write hit songs for, like, Britney Spears and Justin mm-hmm. Bieber. I did not write any hit songs for Britney Spears. So here I am doing podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I like this direction worked out better because the fact is what I learned, by the way, is how difficult that is to write to construct a hit song it, it seems easy a lot it's a formula you just put a pretty girl and whatever melody uh, we all know this to be like oversimplified mm-hmm. and i know from firsthand experience because i was behind the scenes trying to do it and it's it's a real like it's fun but every day you're meeting someone new you're sitting down in the studio and i was a track guy so i'd make music and i would meet every day a new singer would be sent to me by a different publisher mm-hmm. they were in charge of what's called the top line so it's the lyrics and melody We'd say, nice to meet you. Start to like vibe a little bit. Like, what are you up to? Oh, I've been, I broke up with my boyfriend. Oh, and we started talking about music. And then we would try to write a song. And it would usually be one, maybe two every day. So that was my life when I first moved to LA for like three years, pretty much. Wow. Yeah. It was really, it's a fun job, but like the ones that make it, like, have a different skill set than I do. Cause like, yeah. I just wasn't, it wasn't a fit for me in terms of like the decisions that you've got to make to, kind of work backwards a little bit from what works and then add your own kind of special sauce. Mm -hmm. I was doing the opposite. I was like, I'm making these really cool kind of obscure funk disco tracks that are a little bit dusty. And then we're going to have Britney Spears sing on it. And the world was like, nah, we're not doing that. (laughs) That's not what's happening here. I mean, was there certain like math and like formulas applied? That's exactly the word. So famously, Max Martin, who's the biggest probably hit maker of our era, he did. And he's behind the scenes. So not everyone knows that names, but he did Backstreet. He did Backstreet. He did Hit Me One More Time for Britney. He's he's got hits pretty much. Every year for the past 30 years, he's had a number one or maybe more than one. So he does have what he refers to as music math, like you just said. Mm -hmm. And there is something formulaic that his brain knows that my brain doesn't. But he does have some degree to which he kind of knows that we're in the ballpark if we're doing these things. Mm -hmm. And then we can kind of be creative around it. And of course, lyrically, that's where you have the most freedom is like the specific storytelling and the specific voice. But there are certain elements that I've, I've come to understand, but I don't know what they are. Where if you work from that music math, you're like halfway there. Interesting. Yeah. Because <laughs> I always wonder, because I feel like, you know, if you listen to the radio long enough, you listen to pop popular music long enough, you do hear patterns. You do yeah. hear oh, trends. Yeah. But I'm always like, you know, I wonder how many people, when they're trying to catch one, as they say, you know, are are paying only attention yeah. to that. You have to versus... be kind of looking ahead. It's true because if mm. you're aiming for what's right now, you're already behind by you know you 12, it. 18 months. You missed the way. Mm. You missed it. There's little subtle shifts over the years. Like you'll kind of notice, like over time. A really easy one to point out is like we used to have bridges. <laughs> we used to have right. like verse, chorus, second verse, second chorus, and then we'd have eight bars that was totally different. And then you come back for the last chorus. Mm-hmm. And it's called a bridge. It's usually eight bars or a middle eight. Like in the Beatles era, they'd call it a middle eight. And we kind of stopped having those towards the end of the 80s, early 90s. Definitely by the time the early 2000s roll around, there are not not, not a bridge to be seen. I mean, Lady, But Beyonce and Lady Gaga, among others, yeah, start yeah. to bring them bridges. back. They start to bring bridges. them back. So yeah. these things kind of come and go with the trends. But um, but I'll say the current trend that I've noticed as a DJ is the one one and a half minute song. 
Like it can yes, be a really yeah, big, absolutely it can right. be a really big song. Minutes. But like, I think it was like Spottom got him. Mm-hmm. When Spottom got him, came out with that song, and it was like a minute and thirty seconds. I was like, this would have been like a demo track. Yeah, I know Nas X did that too. Project thirteen minutes six tracks. Yes, yeah, and it's like. <laughs> Is that's, that true? That's then it. You get, you get yeah. more plays on Spotify. You get more people. Yeah, because like, it's Spotify. It's yep. all, you, know, yeah. you, don't, you don't need a three and a half minute song. Yeah. People are like, what is, is this the yeah. Zack Snyder edition? It's of less song? of a commitment to <laughs> the song. It's like, I'm going to click on this one over this one because I, I, if I don't like it, it'll waste less and of my time. And they'll speed it up. They'll take the minute right. and a half song right. and it'll yeah. be sped up. Turn it into 35 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. I, I heard this, um, this manager talk about how uh, people don't want to hear the big note anymore. And he referred What's to the it, big note? like you know, in the like, uh, like in the, the R&B song, when people, song, you know, like like that Whitney Houston moment, that oh, like that, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like that big. They note. don't want the big note. That's what he said, and <laughs> he was like, you know, people don't want to hear all that vocal flexing, and I was like. You wow. mean singing? <laughs> you mean the whole reason we're paying you all this money because you have this thing that everybody Vocal can't do? Flexing. Vocal flexing AKA is what singing. He, yeah. What we want to. We don't want to hear all that non-humble yeah. singing anymore. Yeah. Stop showing off, <laughs> Jesus Christ! You're making Keep it in your feel bad. <laughs> Same with rapping. We don't want to hear all those bars. We just yeah. want to hear something that we can. Too many made notes. Up. Uh, metaphor yeah. flexing. Yeah. <laughs> metaphor flexing. <laughs> Rhyme <Annoying>. flexing. <laughs> Boring. Um, that's hilarious. Diallo Luxury, what's your favorite color sky? Uh damn, I feel so basic saying blue. <laughs> that is feels like it's your question. Okay, I, I, got, it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got okay. it. Magenta. I love I love sunsets. Okay. There okay. Magenta. It really it doesn't out, have to on be one limb with color. that one. Loving sunsets. A risky thing to say on the air. Um, <laughs> I also love sunsets. I, oh, I, I can't beat. Those are the two great answers, and I can't think of other ones. So See, I, I, was, got you. I was sky color flexing, and then I said a set of trim. I was impressed. I couldn't best it. <laughs> um, okay, what is, what's what's a song that you like to hear in the morning? Like first thing in the morning, how would you want to start your day? What, oh, what's that's song? a great question. Hmm. I always answer questions like this, and I'm just going to keep saying this before I answer questions sure. every time in the world, because my answer is never a thing that I've sat down and really thought about. And cool. it probably w- won't be the same tomorrow. Right. It, the answer is always whatever popped in my head, and it's probably what happened this morning. So the answer is this morning. Okay. I put on, because I just went vinyl shopping for my birthday, and uh, I happened to get, I never had a copy of that first Eurythmics record. So Love is a Stranger by Eurythmics, okay. which is the first their first single, but then it didn't do too well. And then after Sweet Dreams, they brought it back for another go. And I think it, it didn't do as well as Sweet Dreams. That's the iconic Eurythmics song. But it's so good. Love is a Stranger by Eurythmics. That was my This Morning song. This one. So good. Okay. I can Fucking see this. Fucking Annie Lennox, man. I Underrated. The, the barefoot getting out of the bed. Because you got this. that craft work is happening now, basically. This is okay. synth-pop, Depeche Mode, 80s. And then Annie comes in. This warm Scottish voice. So sexy. So I just love that mix. Human and Machine. That's my favorite mix right there. Human and Machine. When that comes together in a song in this way, that's my favorite kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I see I see how y'all you said y'all connected on, on Daft Punk. Exactly. Did right. y'all watch the Daft Punk doc? Have, I, I haven't seen it. I think I haven't seen it. Wait, I for wait, his, who who did it? It's maybe came out in the last maybe five years. It was on okay. like Showtime or something. Okay. But they go go through their whole trajectory of how they like 
they didn't wear masks at first. Yeah. Oh, I know that. The first yeah. time they Listen, did press, yeah. they went to like a costume store and got some little thin, you know, bank Listen, robber masks. First time I ever saw Dad Punk live was uh, 2000. Uh, I was in Miami at Winter Music Conference. And they were DJing on Nikki Beach. And this is like before the, you know, this is before the robots. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're just two dudes, you know? So I feel like life, you know, people who've been following them since the homework album, like myself, like, you know, it was always interesting to me when they decided to no longer do stuff without the helmets, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, um, I was sad to to see them go because I feel like even though uh, Human After All... um, and uh, the last one, Random Access Memories. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, the, these will never stack up to Discovery. I, I, I just yeah. feel like Discovery is a perfect album. I've even, I haven't even told Luxury this, but there's a part of me that wants to do a, a break the format of our yeah. podcast and do like the same way like people do podcasts that recap an episode of a show. Mm-hmm. I was thinking we should do a podcast where we just go through the entire Discovery I album. I love that idea and I want to do it. And just and talk about it because I think it's one of those few albums I think. Discovery by Daft Punk is a perfect album. I think uh, Purple Rain by Prince is a perfect album. I think Illmatic by Nas is a perfect album. In fact, one thing that we'll do on our podcast sometimes, we'll be like, we'll play our own version of One Has to Go, which is essentially perfect album, but the worst song. Right. We just did that with Thriller, and and we totally agreed on that. Oh, yeah, that was a big controversy (laughs) in the room. I was the only one in the Sherman's room that didn't like Baby Be Mine. I don't like Baby Be Mine either. He's on that with you. He's on that, and y'all are both incredibly wrong. (laughs) No, it's not a good song. Incredibly wrong. It's not a good song. Crazy. That's so skippable. Crazy. In fact, fact, it might be be my second favorite song on the whole album. I feel like I hate it when it starts. Da 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 da. You're insane. I hate you're that lo- you're song, losing followers. But you also <laughs> had me. That sound is people hitting unfollow. <laughs> when we discussed on our latest <laughs> episode of One Song Come Together, yeah. on that episode we talk about the Paul McCartney Michael Jackson, Ma- Jackson yes. song exchange, and I will agree with you <laughs> no, that so Michael you know, my, got the yes. crappy end of the deal so by getting this is, right? the this girl is, is mine. It, when mm-hmm. you're when you're an artist and mm. you're trying to create something, Rob Should've knows how I feel about safe. this. You know, I'm always very against overthinking it, and this is a classic example of overthinking it. So when they were recording Thriller, Michael Jackson reaches out to Paul McCartney. He's like, "I want to do a song with you," and they end up doing two. Mm-hmm. They do The Girl Is Mine for Paul's album. Yeah. And they do Say, Say, Say for Thriller. Which is a banger. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, Michael that, and, mm-hmm. and Paul decide, you know what would be crazy is Makes if we mad. took The Girl Is Mine and put that on Thriller and Say, Say, Say and put that on your album. <laughs> so now Say, Say, Say is almost like a forgotten Michael Jackson That's what I'm gem. saying. Yeah. And yeah, The Girl Is Mine. The Girl yeah. Is Mine is it's easily... The girl's mine is easily the most skippable song. On I mean, it's a tie. It's a tie between "Baby Be Mine" and "The Girl Is Mine." But "Say Say Say" on that album would have made. Hey, thriller. I'm trying to build a bridge, like Beyonce. <laughs> but what so about? I want to go back further. to our beef. <laughs> can we? <laughs> let's do it. Can we take out "Baby Be Mine" and replace it? I'm going to go even no, deeper. No, no, listen. We can't. Wait, just wait until I tell you because it might be a good idea Mm-mm. that you're stomping on. <laughs> no. What if it were real deep cut here? Farewell, my summer love. Remember that one. By is, Michael? Yes. Do you not know this one? Can you play that? Uh, I'm I'm stumped. I, Farewell, I, my they, summer I, love. They got me and Robert stumped because I thought I thought I was. Looking That's like one a of jerk. those songs that kind of gets like it's a Motown recorded track, so they like only release it as like a competitive. Farewell. What year did it come out? I, I, I'm going to go with 81, 82, but it's Wait, like what? Mo, it's a good tune. Let's hear it. Okay, I can say "Baby Be Mine" stays. <laughs> 
Nuh-uh. <laughs> Baby B. Ryan could easily stay for this. This is Michael Jackson at 13 years old. All right. Baby, be mine. This be is, mine. This is like 881. It's like, so very hey, good. What do we got? No, back no, no. <laughs> it's hey, very transitional. Pause it, pause it. It's very transitional, but it's better than Baby, be mine. Oh, I'm going to the mountain. Hey, that's, 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 that's a hot take. I got support in the room. That's a hot so I'm take. Feeling comfortable. That's a hot take. Back me up, Rob. I don't. I got to go back in and really no, read this. I have something for the thriller. Farewell, my summer love. But <laughs> farewell, that song. Yeah. Farewell, that song. Listen, I kind of like the Evolution afterwards, she's out of my life. You know, she's out of my life. Is good. Listen, forget farewell, my summer love. She's gone. She's the the transition <laughs> from old that. Mike to new Mike. Well, I'll say uh, off the wall, Mike. Mm-hmm. I right. would say is the uh, gambling huff stuff mm-hmm. that they did. Like, show me the way by the Jacksons. Like, that's a great transition song. You can right. hear how he was heading towards off the wall. But if you want to go with Thriller and you want to go with a song that didn't make the cut but is not available anywhere. Uh, I think it's available on the 40th. Uh, play me a little bit of Sunset Driver. And maybe okay. just go to like the middle. Do you know this track? I don't know. This, this is a fun one. This is a thriller era, Michael Jackson. Farewell, my summer love. It didn't sound like he had glitter socks. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> when you played it in the room, I was like, no, I don't like that one anymore. Okay, this fits sonically more. This feels, this feels yeah, off the wall. Of this, this is that minor yeah. chord, though. That's Wait, some sick playing. Too. I, I kind of wanted to skip to the middle. Lewis Johnson on bass, probably. Here we go. Is that Lewis Johnson on bass? This is all the thrillers. Stat. It's all the Quincy guys. It's, it's an early demo on thrillers. Oh, then it's all the Quincy guys. Yeah. Yeah, I want this song. Yeah, this is hard. But it is definitely more off the wall. Sunset Driver. It's more yeah, off the it's, wall. It's between the two. As I, I believe okay. it's between the two. I believe it's after off the wall, but before Thriller. I believe it's a thriller demo, but you know what? The internet will tell me if it's off the wall. Demo. I'm not surprised they demo. left it off it's then because mm-hmm. it is more off the wall than it is thriller, but it's still a sick, sick yeah, song. Yeah, it's, yeah. Good call. It's a good song. Um, is there is there a, a least favorite on <laughs> Purple Rain? Okay, this is very this controversial because I actually feel like there is not a single bad song on Purple Rain. I just feel that way. I just There's not one song I feel comfortable losing. I think we have eight A so, pluses like and one B plus on that record. Okay, so 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 what is what is the song? What, so again, playing perfect album but worst song. And this, it gets harder when the album gets better. What is your choice? It feels like it was. So they added, the last song to get added is the B plus song. And it's, oh, I disagree. I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. Say it. It's um, the one that starts out why, why do you hear drum fills at the beginning of, song, dun, 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 of songs? He's saying, take, take me, me with you. Take me with you? Yeah, yeah, it's all right. Nuts, right? It's all right. Uh, Luxury's nuts. It should okay, not be dude. song number two on the album. You it should not be song number two on the album. Boo. It shouldn't be song number two. It's a B plus. It's not terrible. No, But it's not A plus level like everything else. It's no beautiful one. It's when he's riding that motorcycle by the lake, and it's a perfect, it's a great song. Okay, I'm saying, I'm hearing myself out loud, and you know what? It's neck and neck with... Baby, I'm a star, but only because Why that's are you part of that out too. That's a great song. That's no. the conversation. No, you got to no, no. take one out. Okay, well that's your opinion. That's fine. Um, uh, I will tell you. I think and this is. Look, I'm saying going in, this is a hard decision mm-hmm. because the, no one said it. Easy. Let's go crazy. Take me with you. Uh, Computer Blue, mm-hmm. Darling Nikki. Beautiful. Ones. Uh, what's the a beautiful one? Beautiful ones. Um, Maybe the what's best on the back on side one. Uh, Baby, I'm a star. Uh, I would die for you. I mean, like this is an g- amazing album, right? When believe cried. it or not, believe it or not, the one album that I think you could lose is uh, it's hard. Okay, and uh, you would still have 
really just amazing. So I think, believe it or not, I think it might be Darling Nikki. Because other than the controversy of that song, uh-uh. other than like the, I, 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 I don't want to lose anything. I don't want to lose Baby, I'm a Star. I don't want to lose I Would Die For You. I don't want to lose Purple Rain, obviously. You know, I can't, I, The Beautiful mm-hmm. Ones is fantastic. Computer mm-hmm. Love is like Computer amazing. <laughs> so I just don't know what else you lose. You're definitely not going to lose Let's Go Crazy. Well, you definitely, you said definitely not everything except... Take except, me with you. Except, you. You did that. that no, is, no, no, no. Take me. The, I've already oh, made the okay. case. I love take me with you. All right. You. I used to. I used to start. Off, I used to start <laughs> off my DJ. I used to start off my DJ sets with take me with you. Fine. So take me with you stays. What about I think, baby? The thing about darling wait, Nikki. Wait, you started your DJ set with take me with you. <laughs> oh, bro. Listen. In the two thousand, are people there He's a risk yet? Taker. Listen. In the two thousand, he's a great DJ. No lie. No. I've seen the other. In the two thousands, the eighties came back in a big way. And as a DJ, like that first song, like that first song is almost like for you, you just want to come in with something epic. And that drum fill at the beginning, Take Me With You, is great. Yeah. Darling Nikki, as much as I love it, could have been a B side. Because also, you got to remember, there's some other B sides from Purple Rain that I think should have gone on the album, including Erotic City. Oh, definitely. Erotic, Erotic City. City is the B side to Let's Go It's the B side to Let's Go Crazy. Win. Yeah, Erotic City right. could have been on there. Totally. Kiss 104, the old school station in Atlanta. They would like back when people would call in for mm-hmm. requests. People would call in for Erotic City, <laughs> and they'd be like, "We don't have a version of this we can play yeah. on the radio. Please stop asking." Yeah. Yes, it would fit in perfectly here, but <laughs> please stop calling yeah. for Erotic City. And we that was can, like ten years later. We can funk. It's 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 plausibly deniable that they're singing funk. It's definitely not funk, but it could be. You know it what I mean? You funk. can kind of. You could talk to the FCC guy in your in your district and go, no, no, no. Clearly, funk. The, the funk button had been yeah. pressed a lot in Atlanta, <laughs> and they were fed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it had enough. Yeah. What would be yours? What would be yours? Uh, that's that's really it's a hard tough. one, right? That the Purple Rain is really Purple tough Rain is a hard I one. I feel like I, you know, I can't think of anything, you know. Mm, I. By the way. Not to take, I do not to like get you. saying B plus. I do like I do like that wording versus like it's trash. Get yeah, it no, there's here. no trash. There's no trash. There's no trash on this album. You know, it's almost like all right. You know, if the I I would roll with with take me with you, but I like the drums on the top. That's that's the part they that just I'm annoy like, me. Like I'm crazy. a drummer too, and they just annoy me for too. some reason. I'm a drummer too. <laughs> I can't. I'm a drummer too. <laughs> you, you know, we went to the same high school. I was yeah. a member of Atomic Thunder, Atomic Thunder Drumline. Shout out to all the Atomic Rashid. Well, Rashid. <laughs> I'd already messed up. It was Joe Wheeler, Ettore Jones, all my friends. Listen, listen. You know another another album not to delay not to <laughs> delay this segment, but another album I love doing this with is Illmatic by Nas because mm. there are so many good songs on that one, yeah. so many good. But I'll tell you, I've, I already know what my choice is. I think if the one if the worst song on the album is uh, is Represent, I think that's the worst song on the album. I'll, I'll roll with that. Yeah, I'll roll. With that's the one roll, that's most trapped represent. in like early '90s, yeah. like represent, represent, yeah, represent. Like it's I like, don't feel cool. I sing along when I play it in the car, <laughs> but I don't feel cool afterwards. I do. Feel I mean, kinda the like, best right. thing about that song is the Nutcracker sample. That was cool, you know. <laughs> but other than that, like you know, right, I feel like right. every other song, like New York State of Mind, is one of my favorite hip hop albums, hip hop songs of all time. Right. You know. Oh, so, but you gonna play the one I said take off? <laughs> I'm just just playing it for Shots. context for the you know the Shots. people who you know. <laughs> yeah, my bad. 
I could, I'll add it in post. Biggie, uh, <laughs> ready to die, ready to die. I, I feel like I had a good one for that one too. You know, they're, they're, it's, it's, it's fun to like have to lose something that you think is damn near perfect. What, what's crazy about Purple Rain is they said he made 1999 in controversy and Purple Rain all like at once, mm. and was like sending it around to people for notes, like, "Hey, what do you think of these, you know, albums?" So to think that. To hold on to Purple Rain in like '82, yeah, because you're like, oh, this is gonna be for the movie. <laughs> the world's not ready for this, right? It's, it's insanity. It's 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 crazy, man. I mean, like the, his output in that little window is just it's incredible. And I mean, like he came out of in 1980, like not that many people are really even knowing who he is. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. And then by '85, there's just no denying that he's like you know, the second biggest pop star. It was like him, Madonna, and MJ just ruled that decade, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Shout out to George no Michael, notes. you know. <laughs> he was in there. Rest he was in, in the convo. He was you in, know? you know, he was. Well, hey. Wham was. Wham was. Wham, and then, yeah. And then, and then he went solo. You see that Wham documentary? I saw the Wham It was doc- so good. Yeah. Andrew Ridgely needs, gets his flowers. So does, he's been a punchline <laughs> yeah. for all these years. Yeah. I was so, like, moved by him. It was but his buddy. I, it did seem like after a while, George was like, hey, stop writing songs. It's you not know, happening, go, Andrew. Go look at some track suits. <laughs> You're good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Go get some highlights. You're in charge of like, fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Choose some typefaces for the posters, but uh, we don't really need you in the music department. Luxury, do you got to pick for Illmatic? Uh, you know what? I don't, I, I'm going to abstain on that one. I don't know the album well enough to, okay. to go that okay. deep on it. Yeah. Okay. But New York State of Mind. I is, want to exclude No, you. New York State of Mind has actually been on heavy rotation, and my son can do, can like recite every lyric. Oh, because no. it's been on heavy rotation with like li- the past six weeks. It's kind of funny you guys mentioned that one. So yeah, Fire. that was in our house a lot. Um, thank y'all so much for for coming on the pod. Thank you, man. Thanks for having um, us. We, as you can see, we could have talked about this for a whole nother hour. for a whole nother hour. <laughs> and yeah, no, I'm a big fan of what y'all do. One song, uh, if you guys you know have Sirius XM or any of the podcasts. Yeah, DSPs. I think the main thing is download it off of any podcast you know platform you got. Uh, you know, it's called One Song. And uh, if you do have Sirius XM, we're on channel 96 every Wednesday uh, at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Anything else you guys want to say to the people? Any last words? Last any? words? I mean, I'm Luxury. It's at Luxury, L-U-X-X-U-R-Y. That's two X's on all, on the socials. Uh, and I, I make music on Spotify. So you can you can hear us talking about music on the podcast and on, and on my socials. I do those videos, and then you can listen to my tracks on Spotify and wherever else. I'm at Diallo, D-I-A-L-L-O, on Instagram, at Diallo Riddle on on TikTok, but you know, I, if anything, I just look forward to this strike being over and getting back in the in the writers' room with you, mm-hmm, my man, so mm-hmm. we can do some more TV. And I, you know, like and luxury. By the way, we worked on some of the music for uh, that season one show. Yeah, you know, season yeah. two of that one show. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you know, when we start making more TV shows, we'll start making more music with him and with Fonte Coleman. Shout out to Fonte. That's that's Come the on. dude. That's the dude. You know, I. I like making music with, with with great and funny people, so you know, hopefully, very soon. Yeah, because of you, my IMDb says composer on it. So, you know. <laughs> well, no, because of you, it says composer. Cause you, you came up with some great, some great lyrics, and uh, yeah, yeah. That's been the inconsistent podcast with Rob Hayes. If you want to join the conversation, join us on Discord. Also, if you want to contribute, we're on Patreon. Uh, yeah, thank you. Bye.